Happy New Year, everybody. 2024 is upon us. Today, we're going to talk about how we can approach this start of this new year to starting it out strong to basically project, not project, to usher us into a strong year, minimizing the effects of toxic narcissistic people. What a weird freaking topic, right? Hopefully you're doing well. I got dings and bings going off, so maybe I got to turn my do not disturb on. So yeah, let me let me do that. I hope you guys are doing good. This is going to be a participation thing today because I want to get ask questions on what you guys are planning on doing to try to to uh, get this year to go strong. And on that, I have a new button with new confetti. So congratulations, everybody. You made it through 2023, maybe by the skin of your teeth, but you made it. And if you're watching this right now, you're hanging out with us. And hopefully this will be this will be the year for change. We shall see. <laughs> All right. We got a few people hanging out with us already. So I'll go through and recognize some folks. We got Ted says, Happy New Year, Dwayne. Happy New Year to you, Ted. Hopefully you're doing well. Ethro Ethereal Now says no. I'm thinking that's to no, I'm not starting this year strong. We're going to talk about some things that maybe if you hang around, <clears throat> we might be able to uh, help do a perspective shift to help you take, take your life back. I know it's hard. I know that this crap is not easy. I've talked about it in the past. I've struggled with it. The last half of this year has been very stressful for me because of some of the crap that's going on. And the only thing that has changed from the time that this stuff started to today is the way I'm looking at it and approaching it. The stress is still there. The what if is still there. The it, I'm at this pivot point for 2024 to where it's either going to be the year that I, sh I, I shake off all the... Okay, I just thought of Taylor Swift when I said that. I'm going to get rid of all of these narcissistic fleas and take my freaking life back and hopefully in this discussion it will help inspire you to be able to do the same okay now i gotta scroll back <laughs> uh ted says my word for the year is boundaries and not tolerating unethical people or behavior absolutely you know we had a we used to have an old uh og subscriber, viewer of the channel. Um, I still get emails from her every once in a while. And I swear, it seemed like her life was just spiraling out of control. Everywhere she went, she was pulling toxic, narcissistic people into her path to the point that she was involved in litigation with people. I mean, you know, having to move a lot. And I was chatting with her uh, via email the other day. <clears throat> and she's finally been able to get away from these people and get some peace and sanity into her and her little puppy's life. And every once in a while, I get an email where, you know, that, 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 uh, those ugly thoughts of how, you know, how do you get over being angry at these people? 
Because it's real. I mean, that whole, that, that grasp that, that they have upon us is real. It's not fake. People can say, let it go, do this, do that. And yes, there is a piece of that that is true, that we do need to get to that point. The problem is, is that we can't get there until we are ready to get there. I could not get there until I was ready to basically let go of that pain and move on from it. And we'll talk about that more later in this show. Tiffany says, DSD, another show. Happy New Year. And yes, I did see you try to connect with me on the game. Uh, and, and every time you would pop in, I would be basically popping out. So uh, hopefully, maybe today, maybe today. I don't know what I'm doing today. After this show, I'm going to make some more coffee and, uh, and hopefully just have a relaxing day and think about having to go back to work tomorrow. I hope most of you have the day off, but I know that's probably not the case. Oh, Tiffany gifted. I'm trying to think where this is at. Uh, oh, and I did turn timestamps on, so I'll ha hopefully have a better idea of what uh, I'm, I'm where where I am at. <clears throat> Let's see if I can. Tiffany gifted five DSD memberships. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but what that does mean is that whoever happened to get those will have the opportunity to. Um, do the special boop emoji. So those five people, if you want to test that, do the colon B-O-O-P, boop and colon, and you will have the big finger going boop, <laughs> amongst other things. Thank you, Tiffany, for that. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Let's see. Why Chat Manager says, don't forget to forget to like if you like the content, folks. Oh, putting a qualifier. <laughs> Hate him. Hey, man. Happy New Year, Super Dwayne. Thank you, sir. I, I enjoy seeing your posts over on Facebook. Or is it Instagram? I can't remember which one I, I see you on. Visible Friend says, I'm in the middle of looking up all the words for gaslighting in my large print dictionary. <laughs> gaslighting, man, that is not a fun thing. Actually, it kind of gets, well, see, it's weird, right? I've, I've, I've gotten to the point, to the pivot point where this stuff um, is, is almost kind of funny. And I, re I remember, oh, geez, what is it? 12 years ago, a buddy of mine saying that to me, uh, you know, one of my really good, one of my core group of friends who had been through a nightmare himself. He said, you know, you're going to get to the point <clears throat> excuse me, where this is funny. And I remember when he said that, and I'm like, hold on, let me do this. I'm like, the F I am. Are you kidding me? This isn't funny. This isn't a joke. This is a freaking nightmare that's ruined my life. This is what I was thinking. And I am happy to report 10, 12 years later. Well, actually, it's been sooner, but like I'll say right now, 12 years later, some of this crap is... It's like, it's just, it's, it's ironically funny. Then again, I am the guy that does laugh at some really inappropriate stuff when I see funny quote unquote things on, uh, in movies and stuff. So I'm, I'm <laughs> never mind. All right. I'm going to my countdown. 
because I got to see what my timeline is on this. All right, so let's see. What is my separation? So the separation started 12 years, four months, three weeks, one day ago. <laughs> so 12 years of that, and I have been officially D with a, divorced for 11. Wow, it's over 11. It's 11 years now. Wow. 11 years, six months, 10 days. So that's insane. That's just, and I, and I swear, and I, and I bring that up just because, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one of those things where I really didn't think the life I'm living now would be where I would be right now. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, and, and again, I, I just want to just clearly state the main thing that changed throughout all of this was my perspective, the way I looked at things, where I, you know, actually I have some, let me see if I can pull and I, it would have helped if I would have got things ready before I hit the button, but Hey, you know, why would we do that? And uh, tumblers, yes, I haven't turned the number on, but I will shortly. So stand by, stand by for that. So these are some notes that I, I was taking earlier, just in preparation for the show. And, and the reason there's a bullet at the end is, is I want to get your guys' take on, on what you're thinking about to start the new year strong. So for me, and I know I've already been talking about that, is perspective. It's what you look at and how you view things. And as I say that, I know, I know how freaking tough this is when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you feel like your whole world has been just obliterated. And it's hard to, to, to even, remember the other day I was talking about keeping a space in your mind or the possibility that there is a chance maybe sometime in the future that things could maybe be better. That is the key to keeping that little flicker of, of hope alive. And it was really, really tough for me at the beginning of this. And the second thing I put is, is it took me a long time to get to the point to stop allowing people to live rent-free in my mind. I mean, I, in the early part of this, it's like the ex was constantly in my thoughts. Wasn't physically here. Didn't have to come home to her physically every day, but she was in my mind and my thoughts every freaking moment of the day in the beginning. As time progresses, it starts to it starts to get better once you start working on it. And it took me probably about, I don't know, six, seven months to start making progress on that. And then that whole pivot shift, the big pivot shift for me was uh, this concept. I'm going to scroll back over here for my mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery. Absolute thinking. The pivot point for me was when I first learned about the cluster B personality disorders to include not to include actually let me pull this up because I have a 
uh, I have a slide on this. Should do it this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go like this. Go to here. And I'll do this slide. And the cluster B of personality disorders is encompasses antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and narcissistic personality disorder. I wonder if I can go back one slide. So there's the out of the cluster B in the diagnostic and statistical manual number five. <clears throat> I don't think they have six out yet. I'll have to ask my girlfriend on that. And when I first heard about this, that was when my pivot point started. And then shortly after, after I went through that whole phase that we all go through, where we question, it's like, is this real? Did this really happen? Does this person really have it? Am I overthinking it? Am I overcomplicating it? Am I just making excuses? I finally said, F this, I am going to just, uh, where's the button? I am going to basically, and that, that's this video he, uh, here. Might help if I clip in the, click in the screen. Where I said, you know what? I just have to take on faith 100% that I know what this person is and just pretend like they have officially have whatever the category was at the time I picked NPD. And every time in my mind, I would ask the why is this happen NPD? You know, why did she do the NPD? You know, I never did this. Why is she making NPD? You know, I mean, there's could have been a little bit of borderline in there too, but I mean, that was the thing. I just, I basically pre-programmed my head that every time those thoughts crept into my mind, that that's what I went to. And slowly, that's the only, not the only sucky thing, but that's the, the frustrating part about the recovery process of this is it is not fast. It takes a significant amount of time. So I had to rewire my, my neural net to where I would do that. Now it's like instant. If I ever have that like little pop-up question, I swear it's like I get to why would, boop, it's like it just, it hap, it's like automatic. That little sequence is running in the background. And now it's, you know, so it gives answers to it. Which is, whoops. I got to get back to, no, not that one, but oh, by the way, that's the phone number. Um, and apparently I have the number scrolling. Well, that's interesting. What was I trying to hit? I was trying to hit that one. Yeah, that was the pivot point for me to start getting them or get making it to where at least initially for the X that I, I was trying to purge purge that out of my, my mind. And I am going to go ahead and set up uh, the phone number. Let's see here. I have to, I have to tell my phone to dial into it. So I'll do that. And I will have to hit the host show button, which didn't do anything when I pushed it. Let me try that again. Hey, there we go. Let's start start a show. Oh, one other thing. I did notice when I was building this live stream today that apparently I had it set up to where only subscribers could comment real time in the chat. 
and I turned that to everybody. So maybe that was why we were we we've been we've been uh, troll free. So we shall see see how see how that plays out. And then the final thing that I or the bullet I had when I was starting this starting this year strong. And actually, Ted had mentioned that's kind of what he's planning on doing. It's removing, well, he said it in a different way, but removing as much chaos as you can from your life. Now, I fully understand that when you have a toxic ex and kids, you can't really get away. And if your kids are adding into the chaos, that's really a complicated situation as well. But there are things that we can do. We can change our environment. We can decide who we will hang around with in our social, easy for me to say, in our social settings and just start limiting as much chaos and toxicity as we possibly can. Now, that can feel really tough. Because you like, well, I can't get away from my family. I can't get away from my coworkers. I have to see them every day. I can't get away from my kids that come over every weekend and make my life a living hell or every other weekend if you're in that situation. <laughs> Time to troll, Tim. You're hilarious, man. And I do see people doing the boop. Well, that was that was Tim doing the boop. So all right. Uh, let's see. The phone line is, I think, did I do it right? Hold on. Okay. Yes, I think I did. I will go ahead and turn the call-in number stroller. Scroller. I don't even know. Is that too small? I don't even know if you guys can read that if you're watching the video portion of this, but it's scrolling up on the bottom of the screen. I might have to make that a little bit bigger. And I see on here that I'm going to just go through the people who were gifted the five memberships from Tiffany. Uh, Diane was gifted a membership. Peter was gifted a membership. Carrie was gifted a membership. I had a friend, a really good friend of mine who had the same last name you had po- posted up. I used to work with him years ago. Jeff was gifted a membership. And, and Did You See It was gifted a membership. So enjoy that. I'm not entirely sure how long that lasts. Um, I still have to research some of that. Some of these features that YouTube rolls out with, I do not completely understand. All right, now I'm going to go through some more comments. Let's see. 11 Kids says, Happy New Year. Whoops, did I hit that? 11 Kids says, Happy New Year's to everyone. Uh, Ted says, I'm still asking, where are the good women? We talked about that the other day. You got to work on yourself and you will start attracting not just women, but better people overall. And what I will say, one thing that I did not expect is I also had a few friends, like two in particular, who started to pivot when I started to pivot. Their attitudes started to change and their perspective started to change. That was really great because I thought I was going to have to purge more people out of my life. And it was very nice to, to see that was not the case, if that makes sense. Heather says, Happy New Year's to everyone. Happy New Year's to you. Uh, 
let's see, trying to, oh dear God, <laughs> Tiffany, this time when I mentioned the, the game, Fortnite, this DSD played until 6 a.m. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Debbie and I, I guess maybe we're getting old. We're like, you know what? Even though we're in Pacific, we're in the, in the, on the West Coast, we're just going to count New York as the new year. So uh, we'll watch the ball drop. We'll do our thing, and then we're going to bed. And I was, I was, I was fast asleep by midnight Pacific time. Uh, I was awakened by the war zone that appeared to uh, occur outside my house with all the fireworks, illegal fireworks and stuff that were going off. But I didn't even get up to go look out. I'm like, you know what? I'm nope, nope. So that's funny. Uh, oh, and I do have a call, so I will grab that in a second. I'm just going to go down through some more of the comments. Tim says laughing can help you uh, f- keep from crying. Absolutely, which is why I try to add a little bit of humor into these uh, frustrating conversations. Shane says even the people close to us that have seen us go there. Even the people. So I missed part of a comment on that. I tell you what, I am got to remember how to do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this and go to the phone line. I'm going to go to line number one. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. Hi, Tumblers. Hey, you you did call in. How's it going, man? I'm all right. How about yourself? I am okay. Things are going. Things are going all right. Definitely looking forward to this new year. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I can get on the other side of some of the crap that's going on with me. So, but we shall see. How are things going? Yeah, with you, when man? are you gonna hear something about? Yeah, um, <laughs> going pretty good. Um, I was gonna ask, uh, when are you gonna um, deal with your court stuff? Finally, when are you going to hear back on that? So what's going on? The stage we are at right now is I filed a demur, which is uh, basically a motion to dismiss based off of two things, basically saying it's not a legitimate verbal contract because anything with terms outside of one year in California has to be a written contract, and it was not written. And the statute of limitations, this is, uh, is two years, and they're asserting that this contract, <clears throat> this non-binding verbal non-written contract was entered into 12 years ago. So I've submitted that. That's been accepted by the court. I have a hearing date on the 22nd of January. So something to look forward to. And uh, apparently they have, yeah, apparently they have filed a opposition to my demur that should have showed up yesterday, not yesterday, yesterday, maybe Saturday, and uh, because of the weather and holidays and stuff, it did not make it on time. So I will probably, yeah, I will probably get their their version uh, probably Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and uh, then I'll be able to see what argument they're making, and then make a determination or readjust to re- see if I feel like I still have a strong case or whether they found some loophole that's going to drive me into the pit of hell. No, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be fine. I mean, something that was 12 years ago and 
you said it wasn't even written down or anything like that? Oh yeah. No, well, it wasn't real. Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, is that there wasn't a contract. There was never a discussion of, you know, Hey, on September 1st of 2023, and we're talking about this in 2011, or whatever year, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to immediately start paying on September 1st, you know, $1,100 immediately, you know, and I'm like, what the, f-? I'm like, it, see the crazy part with it. If, if that would have been legit, I would have been, I would have been planning that even though we were estranged. And I, when she made, and anybody who's not aware of this, I'm being sued by, from my mom, uh, about six, seven years ago, she decided that my boundaries that I was establishing were not appropriate for her and uh, made friends with the ex who was just, I mean, and the crazy part was, is my ex was freaking brutally cruel to my mom. But as we all know, narcissists love chaos. And whenever I was not giving the narcissistic supply and attention that uh, was expected, the response was, okay, well, we'll just make friends with your ex and go hang out with her. And I said, have you not have a nice life anyways. So on that, what I'm trying to get at is if that would have been a legit contract, I would have expected that, okay, I got to pay this. I agreed to, you know, I'm, I'm a very, you know, if something's there, then I'm going to do it. Uh, and then what happened is shortly after, shortly after the, uh, that fallout happened, then there was, uh, see, and this is a crazy part. So I have, phys- and thank yeah. God I found it. I physically have in like the six, you know, six, seven years ago, Mark, uh, they sent me an itemized listing of all the bills. Our tech, first it was a email saying, you know, I want my money now. You owe me 23000 you know, do- or $21,000. And then a month later, they're like, I want my money now. You owe me twenty. $4,000. And then a few years after that, it was yeah. like, I want my money now. It's 29. You know what I mean? It was, it, none of those conversations ever said, Hey, asshole, you, you know, you have a deal that you're going to pay us in 2023 and you know, whatever. Right. Never was that. So, I mean, I have documentation yeah. from them basically showing that their argument that they filed in court, uh, you know, two months ago is a fucking lie. Right. I don't, I apologize for swearing. So, oh my God. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, and it kind of goes with what, and I think this is probably what you're going to talk, maybe mention about your own thing is I'm trying to find this cord. Um, you know, it's still stressful, right? I mean, I, I think, and I did talk to a couple of attorneys. I showed them my demure or at least one California attorney. And they're like, that's rock solid. You know, your, your statute that you referenced, absolutely spot on the limitations. I mean, you're, 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 this is, this is a slam dunk is what I've been told by multiple people, but I'm still going to have to drag my ass into court and, uh, you know, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's, I mean, what we were talking about yesterday, that is, um, excuse me, that is the thing that they, they, you know, they basically make sure that, uh, you cannot ignore them. And that's what, so that was the other thing. Let me just back up. When this started happening years ago, I'm like, oh fuck! I can't. Sorry, yeah. I cannot respond to any of this because if I do, they're. I, I'm in my mind. I'm like, they're going to try to sue me. I thought six, seven years ago they were going to try to sue me, and they didn't. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And uh, 
Um, but I was like, I cannot respond. I cannot say anything, email, text, voicemail, anything to these people anymore because I can't trust them because I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't right. want to accidentally say something that validates this, this effective lie that they're making up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the fact that you were anticipating this that long ago, I mean, you knew what you were dealing with, you know, I mean, you knew you're, you know, you're dealing with way before that, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Hold on one second. You know, Let me you, just you say, smart. You stand by uh, Tiffany just did a, I don't know if you heard that, uh, it came up on the screen, a super sticker that says critical hit. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate that. Sorry to interrupt you. So <laughs> That's awesome. go back. Tums, you have the floor, sir. Oh, no. Well, first of all, um, you know, like, I really do think that your case is rock solid as well. I think that they don't, first of all, they don't have a case. So I think you played your card smart and it's going to go in your favor. I think don't worry about it. You know, obviously you're still going to worry about it to a degree, but. Yeah. And, and the reality is that, this has already cost you know, me a ton of money, right? I mean, I've already had to dump close to a thousand dollars in this on filing fees and, uh, you know, attorney, uh, Gee. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't, <laughs> you know, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just like, okay. Yeah. Cause whenever I file for the demure and when I talk to the, uh, the, the clerk of the court, they're like, Hey, yeah. So since you're filing this and your hearings, the first, you have to pay the $450, uh, uh, hearing fee on top of the fees to file you know, to, to, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's been, it's been a painful financial experience. Is part of your request is to get them to repay your fees for that as well. Well, I might be in discussion with another fellow YouTuber who has a legal channel who may have said, <clears throat> you know, once this is over and you win, uh, I'll help you recall, uh, go back for fees. It, for me, I think it's going to depend on how, if, if this gets thrown out in June, I mean, sorry, um, in 20 yeah. days or whatever, later this month, I'm at, I'm at that yeah. pivot point where it's like, do I just cut my losses and, you know, pay for, you know, say, okay, the cost for my piece to say, okay, I'm done with these people is to walk away from the money I've had to dump into this. That's kind of what I'm leaning toward. Right. You know, I mean, maybe if it gets worse, you know, or if I have to hire an, I mean, if something, if it get, if for some reason I miss something and I have to go to court, you know, I have to go to trial, then I don't know. Cause this is yeah. going to get a lot more expensive. So, so, but yeah, that is, that is one of those things that I, would, I, I am I, in, you know, thought about, you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, your counterclaim would be part of, um, you know, those fees that you've had to incur to me, that would be, I don't, I wouldn't think that would necessarily have to have a separate, you know, court action for you to initiate. I think that. Oh would, no, it's all, I it's know, all, it, I it's, you have to file for yeah. it and you have to, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole nother process. I mean, honestly, you know, the oh whole, de, the demure thing was actually kind of funny. Hold on a second. I'm in preview mode. Let me go back to live mode. Um, I, the, the demure thing was, was interesting because, you know, when I was looking and researching about how to deal with this, which is a freaking pain in the, we all know court's not fun, you know, and I'm looking for it. And I finally yeah. found, you know, when I finally found the aha moment where, uh, 
somebody said, there you go right there, motion to dismiss, this is done. And I spent a day trying to figure out how to do that. And then I went back to the person, I'm like, I can't, I, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm looking for. And they gave me the magic, you know, Expelliarmus, you know, <laughs> like Expelliarmus. What was it like the, from Harry Potter? It's Leviosa, not Leviose. Well, I was saying it wrong, so it wasn't working. So they gave me the, the correct spell. I put that in the Google and boom, yeah. then the Demure thing came up and I finally find formats. And I'll tell you, when I first wrote it and submitted it and paid the money to submit it to the court, they rejected it because I didn't have it in the right format. Then I had to go back and figure out how to do how to do that. So I almost ended up paying an oh attorney hundreds of dollars to put it in the right format. And I just couldn't. I'm like, you know what? Let me try to do this myself. So I did. And it was accepted. Hold on. Let's do this. Yay, the court accepted my, my thing, so I finally got it in the right format. Woohoo! <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, that's pretty big when you're representing yourself and you're doing, you know, I mean, like, I mean, you're doing things the right way, you know? And that's, I mean, that's, it's a rewarding feeling, so... Yeah, I just not exactly what I expected to be doing in 20, at the end of 2023 and the beginning of 2024, so... I know. I know. I mean, I'm, I know that now that you said your kids are all past, um, they're all 18 and above, thought you'd be done with all this stuff. Then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, but, but I think I, I mean, I, and I really do hope that this is the last of what you have to deal with, with either of them at this point. So, well, so here's the funny part. Keep your head up. You yeah, know. no, thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I was going to say is that, so here's the other interesting little tidbit I'm going to add on this is that as I was ending this year, yeah. I I'm like, you know, do I try to do something with the alimony? And I wasn't, I mean, I'm like, you know what? I want a break from this crap. I don't want to think about it. So I'm willing to just continue paying the money and just let it slide and go live my life. And, you know, I'll deal with it later. I'll get some stuff paid down and all that kind of stuff. But what ended up happening, I mean, with yeah. this, it's like, well, shoot, I'm already in the middle of it. I've actually already had a consult with an attorney about the alimony stuff. So once I get this, like if I can get this resolved in mid or end of January and they, and they throw it out and they say, okay, this yeah. is, this is BS. This isn't real. We're done. Uh, then I'm going to immediately file uh, back in family court to do this other stuff because I'm already in the mindset of it. It's like, all right, let's just rip the bandaid off and get it over with. And on that, as I hyperventilate here, uh, in consult, uh, consult <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, an attorney, um, and I'll do one more consult to make sure they're like, yeah, you, you know, with the amount of time, yeah. the fact that the Gavron warning was issued, at least that's what they do in California. You know, when the court 11 years ago, I should basically, uh, what they're telling me is either at the court hearing alimony will be dismissed or they might say, you know what, we'll give little pumpkin six months to do it. Now that I could be wrong, but that's what I've been, uh, yeah. been told. And if I do that, then effectively, I will be basically done. Done with these people, with the ex, Man, with I my really family. Hope that's the case, now, I we do. I, I will say this. Yeah. Hold on, before you get too excited, <laughs> I do anticipate <laughs> some counter moves by them that could complicate things. But you know, but whatever. So I don't, I'm not naive yeah. enough to think that I'm going to do mighty blow and it'll all go away. I don't, I don't think that, I think that would be unrealistic, although it'd be very nice. I just don't think, I don't think that's the way it's going to play out. 
Well, you never know. I mean, that's the thing about all this stuff. You never know what's going to come out of everything. Well, speak, um, speaking of that, what's, what's going on with yours? I mean, yeah. are you, you're, are you completely done or what's the counter move um, from the last thing that you guys, that you're dealing with? Yeah. So um, to kind of give like a little background to how I got to this point. So basically the ex was making, um, she would take my child to um, the hospital behind my back. It would be making false allegations of abuse against me. Right. And so she would be fabricating symptoms of uh, uh, psychological symptoms. Uh, so that's how it all started. So I went through a police um, CPS investigation in the first round, and that started in August. And then she did it again, and that was all unfounded, unsubstantiated, no charges, no arrests or anything like that. So that's that worked awesome. out good. It was a worst time of my life. Yeah, I mean, it was a worst time of my life. and um, Learned a lot from that. Um, but then literally about a week into getting parenting time with her, with my daughter again, then she um, went to the hospital behind my back again and literally did the same thing. And I never even was notified that she even took my daughter to the ER. Again, fabricating psychological symptoms. And I didn't know that this was called, like, this is actually an issue. But it's called Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Or they also call it um, factitious disorder uh, on another, FDIA. And I didn't know that it's a um, it's a very complex um, mental disorder, and typically it deals with narcissism. Yeah. Um, where narc I mean, well, where these sort of people will try to fabricate physical or psychological symptoms to have their children being treated, and, and they can do it on themselves, or they can do it on their ki- and it's or they can do it on their kids. Unfortunately, what I'm dealing with is that she's doing it on our daughter now. So she did it again, um, a different type of abuse this time. She, she fabricated. Um, she, the hospital, since they're mandated reporters, you know, when they hear about, yep. you know, child abuse, they have to report it. They have to report it to CPS. And then so, and she knows the game. I mean, it's like a cycle. It starts at the hospital. <laughs> she mentioned it. She mentioned, she mentioned it the hospital then the hospital contact cps then the hospital i mean then cps contacts the police and it's like a big cycle basically that she starts right so i've dealt with that the past two i mean since uh, since august two instances now in the second instance literally um last week just got closed out so i was really happy about that <laughs> well hold on i gotta do uh, this it was sound congratulations on that <laughs> No, thanks. I appreciate it. <clears throat> you know, it does feel like a win, but at the same time, it is. It's. Uh, well, it's it's sad because your then, your child is in the middle of this. You're getting arrows thrown at you, and you're dealing with the emotion. I mean, I don't mean to interject, but I mean it's just. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I I make light of it being a victory because it is, but it feels like you just went through war. You know, you got your arm blown off, and it's like this is a victory. You know. Right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like it doesn't. Yeah, because it just feels like it's so exhausting that and it's so exhausting, not only for me, but more importantly, 
for my daughter as yeah. well. Right, right. And it's, it's a sad situation. It just doesn't. But yeah, it's a win. Um, it is a win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to take that away. Um, but it is a win. So, but also, um, I think the last time that I called, she she was able to get a safety plan from CPS. And a safety plan, by the way, for all your listeners, it's it's voluntary. It's not a court order. You know. So, if your ex, if your narcissist ex ever tries to pull this sort of move on you and tries to get a safety plan on you. It's not a court order. It's just a voluntary safety plan. A uh, safety plan no, never overrides um, a court order. So if you have parenting time and it was and it was done by a court order, um, uh, you just stick to the court order. Right. And okay. So what she did was she was trying to, yeah, she was trying to force me to sign onto it. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't agree to it because there's no reason to be unsupervised visitation. I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But she was – but that's what they tried to do. They tried to um, force you into stuff that – when you haven't done anything wrong. So anyways, um, she well, – And it benefits an her, right? Hearing. I mean, so it's one of those things where it's like – and this is what I think these folks are, are great at is they try to come up with a scenario to where if you bite – like, like even with what I was talking about with my mom, I mean, if you do the wrong thing, you can in effect make something happen that like you just said, you have, there, there's no reason for it to happen. I mean, had you agreed to it or had you, yeah, exactly. you know, had somebody convinced you that you had to do it, then you would have just made it standard. And then you would have been in a problem because if you did go back to court, it'd be like, well, why are you following this? You obviously agreed to it, Mr. Dumbass, you know, so obviously this should be in the order, right? I mean, and that, and that's, that's the issue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I mean, I just, it's, it is, you know. No, you make a great point, Dwayne. I mean, that's the, that's the thing behind it. If you ever deal with it, I mean, if you ever deal with a safety plan and, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters what state you're in, but if you agree to it or you just say there's no safety plan and then they try to put you on it and you agree to it, um, you're effectively, you know, you're agreeing to it and you shouldn't do that. If you, I mean, if there's no reason to, there's no reason why you should be agreeing to no um, supervised visitation. So, hey, did you have an attorney um, when you so were anyways, going through, through this or were you doing this all on your own? Oh man, Dwayne, I've had three attorneys at this point within the, since August. I've oh, had two God. criminal defense attorneys and my family law attorney dealing that, with this. That sounds expensive very expensive <laughs> but um yeah it's um so at the emergency hearing she tried to they try to they had their safety plan um they try to use a hospital a child abuse doctor pediatrician to testify against me um and it's all fabricated stuff like just yeah. uh, i don't know it's just so bad it's such a bad situation but anyways they had their turn then we had our turn and then we showed a videos of my daughter, um, you know, coming to me, coming to my, I mean, like, uh, when she was with me, she was telling me things that her mom was telling her bad things about me to believe about me, right? like not to trust me. We had videos of that. So we showed the judge all that stuff. Um, basically the alienation and, and again, that stuff has been shown to CPS and the police as well. And, um, they saw what was going on, you know, at this point. So 
they saw what she was trying. She was trying to coach my daughter and uh, brainwash her uh, against me. So yeah. if you have that sort of evidence, oh my gosh, that stuff. If you're ever dealing with this sort of stuff, that sort of stuff is really going to help you. I mean, you know, it's it. That's what happened in my case, you know. So, um. I mean, so just having evidence on your side, you know, and having the facts, having the truth, you know, you can't go wrong with that. But you really do have to be, um, and I said this before in last fall, the last time they called, you just really have to be very careful. You have to document things, document, document, document. And you have to play it smart, just like what you're doing, Dwayne, with your, you know, this lawsuit that you're dealing with, your anticipation of things, your, you know, you're just not being naive to the situation and who you're dealing with. You can really be preventing a lot of problems um, in the future as long as you're doing. Unfortunately, it's going to take more work to do sometimes, but if you want to protect yourself and your kid, which is the most important thing that you want to do, yeah, you just have to do it. <laughs> you don't have a choice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, so, and, and I've seen so many people get get caught up in it, get angry, and then say stuff just because they're so frustrated. And it's like, oh, dear God, you should have just walked away. You know, now you've created a whole nother problem that you have to deal with. So it's just frustrating. Yeah, exactly. But that whole emergency hearing, uh, basically, they they did their side, then we did ours. We showed all the evidence. We actually proved, we were able to prove uh, that she was lying, um, it was actually really funny um, catching her lies in court in front of the judge. And um, yeah. So anyways, we, it was, we did that in the morning we had a full day in court. And so by the time it became lunchtime, we all went to the court cafeteria. Then her attorney came to my attorney wanting to make a deal. Well, yeah. Cause it's the last chance that, that they could, they could court. get you to still get something if you agree to it. Right. <clears throat> What was the deal? What was the deal they wanted? Well, they came in wanting to put, they were trying to force me on the supervised visitation. Of course. yeah. Then by lunchtime, then by lunchtime, they saw that the court hearing wasn't going their way. Then we made an agreement basically just to follow the the current court order, the one that we have. Wow. So it was a big waste of time. They saw that things weren't working out for them. So I'm like, and, see, and it's a tough. I mean, it was a win for me, right? Well, <laughs> but, yeah, because it, I mean, it demonstrates that time. she's a knucklehead. But I mean, what you would hope if the Munchausen Chauser by proxy and all the other evidence you had is a, cu- a custody shift to yourself. But the problem is, is that it's so hard to make that crap happen. So, did your attorney think this was the best idea, or were you just like, "All right, let's just end this"? He believed it was the best idea because he put. They basically put, um, because I was still in the middle of the second CPS investigation, the judge wasn't still very sure, but he knew what was going on. But, right, you know, to err on the side of caution, you know, um, we basically, you know, helped the judge out, you know, and, um, and it was, so it was the best thing that we could do at the moment, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, you know, you're winning when they're going in trying to put you on supervised visitation. Next thing you know, they're coming to us. <laughs> oh yeah. Trying not to do that. I yeah, mean, trying I, to make and it's deal, gotta you know? be so it's in- like, incredibly frustrating because you've just spent thousands 
you know, probably closer, if not more to 10, 10 grand on this crap that, you know, so she's, you know, throwing crap at the, at the wall and, oh, it doesn't work. Okay. Let's be friends. Okay. We, we, we no, it's fine. Uh, you know, now, now, even though we're all here and I realize that the, you know, okay, it's not as bad as I think. So let's just follow the court order and get the, get the hell out of here before I get blown up. I know exactly. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. But anyways, at this point, Dwayne, I'm like, I'm considering at this point speaking with um, uh, CPS and also the police about her actions and even like the fabrication of symptoms and stuff like that. That's easily verifiable. Like she just made up a bunch of stuff and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you do know that you're leaving a trail when you're making all these statements. Yeah, but, but people, but people like this, this is, believe yeah. their own crap. I mean, like this is a, you know, roll back to Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. I mean, you know, I think we all can look at that and think that Amber should have never walked into a court. They, sh- she should have figured a way to settle that before she torched herself completely, but she didn't. These people will burn everything to the ground thinking that their reality is true and that everyone's going to believe them. Yeah, exactly. But I think to get in order, in order for this to stop, because I don't believe that this is going to stop. I think that she's going to continuously do this stuff. Yeah, um, unfortunately. I think honestly, I have to, I have to, I have to speak with the hospital about it. And you know, it's funny the hospital that she does this to. She works over there. She works at the hospital, <laughs> which is actually wow. it's a characteristic of. Uh, Monchausen syndrome by proxy. They typically are fascinated with hospitals. Right. And it's just, it's, it's pretty crazy when you start, when the pieces start adding up and you're like, wow, oh my gosh. Now you really see, it's just like the first time when you probably realize that your ex was a narcissist. You're like, wow. Okay. Here's a symptom. Yep. Okay. I mean, here's a characteristic. Oh, it checks that mark. I mean, it checks marks uh, that box off. Oh, the next one, the next one. And you're like, Oh my God, they're narcissists. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wow. You know, it's just like, uh, it's crazy. But yeah, I think at this point, you know, I think I need to be proactive and probably reporting her, you know, before this gets. Yeah. And I mean, the only it, thing I would say on that is just to, just to be kind of cat, you know, yeah. cautious and concerned with it, with the people saying, Hey, is this, you know, this really seems like a problem. Should I be concerned with this? You know? And cause you just want to be careful right, yeah. that you're not, you know, I will talk with your attorney too on it, but just to make sure that, cause, cause oftentimes when you, when we go to CPS, it blows up in our face, you know, maybe it won't in your situation, but just yeah. be very deliberate and think through what you do. Right. I mean, that's the one thing about our, these scenarios we get caught into is we don't really have to deal with it immediately right i mean in this situation obviously your child's being harmed but i mean it's not a life or death situation right now so it's like be methodical about how you approach it because you know we lose i mean even on your situation had you dealt with this knee-jerk reaction this could have gone your your current situation could have gone south if you wouldn't have approached it the way you did oh yeah definitely and that's the thing too. I'm trying to be very cautious about this because I'm trying to educate, not educate, but make them aware yeah. and informed on like, this is an issue. Like I'm not 
right. <laughs> like this is not just between two crazy parents just trying to get back at each other. I'm like, she's actually being abusive, but she's pretending as if she's trying to help my daughter as if she's an abusive victim. Like right. she is the abusive one. Mostly, I mean, most importantly, my daughter. So it's just like, well, and she probably, you know, your ex dumb. probably thought that, well, I'm in a friendly environment. These people know me, you know, they're going to be, you know, oh, mm-hmm. you poor, you know, poor little butterfly and your child, you know, will protect you from this evil man. And, you know, apparently it sounds like they're not buying it. So it's not helping her. Yeah. No one has bought it. Not even the judge in this last, yeah. and even the last, uh, this latest CPS thing. So, I mean, it's been all good, but I'm, you know, I think at this point, instead of being on the defense, I think I need to start making people aware of, you know, at least I think, I think the thing at a minimum is making an awareness, you know, maybe not even necessarily expecting any sort of consequences, but I think it's just a matter of awareness. But I think, and I can kind of relate to this because that's a similar approach I took like with the teachers and stuff. And after a while, it just, it didn't fix it, but it stopped some of the drama, right? So if you could get to the point where she realizes, oh crap, you know, like to, like on your court hearing, right? Where, where I mean, she realized somebody got through to her and said, um, this isn't going the way we thought. We need to back out of this before, you know, do damage control, right? And if she can get in that, I mean, and maybe this scenario, I mean, it is possible that this scenario is enough that she won't try to do... Well, you said she's already called CPS again, though, right? After all this or not? No, no, no. This would, since the second one just ended, so this is the second um, but, one that just ended. But but I after mean, court, she hasn't she done anything again. else, right? After after you guys backed out and said, okay, we're just going to... we you know, you know, Your Honor, we've decided that we're just going to follow the court order. We don't need to be here anymore. You know, we're done. Thank you. Bye. You know, we're going to... Yeah. No, she hasn't. She hasn't called CPS again. But there is some still some weird behaviors that I can see that she's trying to insinuate stuff. Oh, absolutely. That not not genuine at all. It's just like I know what you're doing. You're trying to set me up, yep. and it's just like like they're sick individuals, Dwayne. Like they're sick. They are. People. Yes, sir. They <laughs> are, and they don't stop. And you, yeah, and unfortunately. Was- you're going to have to keep your guard up and be prepared on this uh, going forward. Now, the good part is, is every day, every year, your your daughter gets older. And as long as she doesn't get sucked into the spell of of your toxic ex, then yeah. their ability to create damage starts to diminish, right? When the kids are young and they don't have a voice for yeah. themselves, that's the hardest time on this. Because even if the kids can speak, yeah. right, it doesn't mean that, I mean, like even in my situation, it's like my kids didn't start standing up to their mom until they were in their late teens. You know, prior to that, oh, they wow. would not go against her at all. You know, if it, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was very interesting. So, and, and so the kids, that, the yeah. kids are a big pivot point on this. That's right. I mean, if you, if you lose your kids early in this, I mean, when I say like the hearts and minds, that's when this thing gets really complicated because if the parental alienation takes effect and we fall for the traps, we, we fall into the wedge issues and we effectively destroy that relationship, all bets are off. Because if they put, go into court and the child is going to say, yes, I agree with, like in your situation, you know, mommy, that daddy's bad, you're screwed. For the, I mean, mm-hmm. there are ways around it, 
And there's a possibility that the court might say, well, it's not that bad and no, we're not going to do it. But when the kids start advocating for themselves in court, you're screwed. And if the mom on your situation, oh, no. oh my God. Yeah. If, well, like in my situation, I mean, mine was trying to get the kids to want to live with her. It's like, you can live here. You can, you know, you, you know, yeah. I mean, it was live with her. You know, this is their home. They want to live with their home. And if the kids would have said it um, now early on, I think I had a pretty good, you know, argument against it. But once the kids started getting 13, 14 years old, if they would have, if they would have said that yeah. and been willing to say that in court, I would have had a problem. You know, then it was, you know, I want to homeschool. Mommy says I can homeschool. I'm like, the fuck you are going to home? That ain't happening. You know, but it was wedge issues. It was like, how can I, how can I get the kid to, to, to light everything on fire for me to get what I want? And they don't care, right? They don't care the, the what they're doing yeah. to their kids. They don't, they only care about what they care about, which is themselves. Yeah. What they, what themselves and what they want. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it really is, it really is exhausting. Dwayne, like, I mean, yeah. oh, it is, dude. Yeah, it is. Exhausting, but <laughs> no, I know, man. it's like, what is, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you know it's what? And on that, hold on, let me go back over, over here. What is wrong with them, sir? Is, uh, let me click on the right button. It's, um, absolute thinking time. You basically say they have a personality disorder undiagnosed and what is wrong with them is they're not, they have narcissistic personality disorder, maybe comorbid with borderline, which fits all the patterns of behavior of what you're dealing with. And this is what you're dealing with. But unfortunately, the family court system does not really recognize personality disorders uh, and mental problems like that as a serious issue. So it very rarely moves the needle on custody and decisions. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> No, you may you make really good points, and thank God we have uh, channels like yours out there. And there's a lot of channels out there that, that talk about narcissism and stuff like that. That's really great and stuff. But this one specifically, yours. I've always said this, but I mean, always like your your channel is always my favorite. I mean, I'm talking about like Thanks, period man. for all channels. Yeah, I mean, it's you're a very genuine guy. Um, I mean, you're doing this to help others and we all really appreciate you. Like you're, I mean, you're, you're awesome, Dwayne. So, um, oh, thank you for man. doing everything that you do. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate the support. You know, I mean, yeah. like I've said before, I mean, that's the reason I do this. Cause I know when I was in the darkness, there wasn't much light, you know, and nobody was talking about this in the context, like what you're just talking like these, this specific, sure. People talk about NPD and they'll talk about the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the scientific, you know, intellectual discussions of narcissism and, and stuff, but, but very few are talking about it in my mind about in our situations, you know, what the hell do you do when your ex is falls into this category and you're forced to interact with them and you're doing it on your own and nobody's helping you. I mean, it will drive you crazy. You will feel like you're in the twilight zone. No, I know. And then even you have to be careful how you describe it to others, what you're dealing with, yep. because then it starts making you sound like the crazy one. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so sure. That's so true, man. Absolutely. You are spot like, on. Sometimes, one time, yeah. When I sometimes like try to describe it, I'm like, I can't even, like, I don't even know where to begin with how, like, even to describe my situation because just like, there's just so much garbage you know what, that man? comes from this person that it just like, it flusters you. I think the easiest way to do it and what I, I didn't, well, 
either you allow the people to figure it out themselves, but if someone asks a question, you just basically very casually say, well, you know, there's some mental health issues that, uh, um, that are there that can't be resolved. You know, I mean, just very kind of nonchalant because, because if you sit there and you start going, you know, well, it's happening because she's an, a freaking narcissist and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, this happened, this happened, this. I mean, I mean okay, yeah. let me ask this. I'm sure, I mean, when I was going through this, I remember being in, you know, in line at the grocery store and a lady randomly came up to a friend of hers and started talking about the story of what she was dealing with. You know, it's like, oh my God, my, my ex is doing this and doing that and he won't take the kids to the sports and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, it's like, it sounds, yeah. you know, I'm listening going, yeah, I can completely relate. I know exactly what she's dealing with. And, you know, but the reality is she sounded like a lunatic. And the yeah, sad I part know. is, is yeah. most of the people who sound that. like lunatics are the ones that are the actual victims. You know, they're the ones that, that, you know, <laughs> I, know. I mean, it's, it's, it's freaking maddening. Tiffany, thank you so yeah, much for the super chat. It says, uh, Hit that like button. Thanks, Tiffany, for that. I appreciate it. Did you hear that on the in, in the audio or not? You may not. Yeah, I, I hear it. No, okay. I hear it. I hear it faintly. Yeah, it's like, yep. <laughs> no, cool. Yeah, hit that like button, everyone, and subscribe, <laughs> and uh, hit that notification bell as well. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, anything else you want to hit, Tums? Yeah. Um, no, I think that's it. I mean, I think it's a, just a matter of, just have a good support system behind you. Um, do things that, that help you clear your mind, uh, whether it's take a walk, um, go read a book, like go hang out with a friend, go get a cup of coffee, like whatever helps you get into a clear, relaxed state of mind. Um, two pieces of advice that I got from uh, my first criminal defense attorney and my family law attorney on how to deal with um, the stress criminal defense attorney was like, <laughs> cause I didn't know what was going to happen with all that. He was like, he's like, go for runs. He's like, go, uh, go do a lot of cardio. Um, that basically will, I'm assuming what he was, what he was like trying to like help that adrenaline out, you know, get that adrenaline out of you, you know, go, go for a jog, you know? Um, and then my, um, family law attorney told me, he was like, focus on the things focus on where you want to go. So like, if you're on a bike, if you're on a motorcycle or like, you know, well, let's stick with a motorcycle and you're turning your bike. You want to look at where you're going to go. You don't want to look at the wall, like, cause you might be on a track, right? You don't want to look at the, the truck that the wall that you're about to hit. <laughs> you know, if you don't turn your bike on the curve, you want to look at exactly where you're trying to go. And, um, and I think we all have to remember that, at the end of the day, this is all about protecting our kids and and ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and keep that focus on that. And, you know, I know that's easy to say. Um, it's hard to do. Like we're like, yeah. we're all human. It's not going to be easy to follow our own advice, but it really, it really is true. And I think all of this at the end of the day is um, keeping the right perspective on things, you know? And, yeah just try to be as positive as you can be. And if Nightmare. being spiritual helps, you know, you know, just, you know, read the Bible or, you know, whatever um, religion that you follow, or if you don't follow it, just believe that maybe things will work out. I remember my brother told me in the first case, he was like, he's like, you never know when things are going to change. 
yeah. for the better. Yeah. He's like, don't do it. Like, just be, try to stay calm. Try to be, you know. Um, well, and w- know, what I'll to, say, I mean, Tom, you've been, to, you've been around for a while. And you're different today. Yeah. You are different than you were to, well, back whenever I used to do the live shows and stuff, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, you were pretty wrapped around the axle, right? I mean, so you've, your perspective and your approach to all this has changed. Now, unfortunately, it's like the universe says, oh, okay, Tums, you figured it out. Well, let's ramp it up to see if you really learned your lesson, right? You, would you agree with me on that? <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I learned things at a quicker pace than probably a lot of others because of channels like yours and, um, just kind of probably technology too, like OFW being an, uh, like our family wizard being a, um, a thing and just YouTube channels and Google and you can learn stuff on how to, you know, how to handle things. Um, so I've been very fortunate, and I think the the thing as well. I've been very fortunate that I have a loving, supportive family. Yeah, oh, that, that really um, helps. Yeah, is able to. Ground, yeah, just from ground the standpoint you, right? of, um, Get, I mean, a good support system yeah. family is going to keep you grounded and not add to the chaos, right? So if you start spinning yourself out of control, they can kind of pull you down. Whereas if you have the wrong support group then the complete opposite could happen. They can freaking take you if you're trying to get calm and ramp you back up and make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, um, yeah, I mean, and just like, I think having maybe it's a friend or maybe the family or family of family or something that can, you know, you have an idea on how to handle something. Well, they can, you can kind of balance ideas off about, and then you can make your best decision on how to handle whatever you're trying to handle you know like sometimes we're not yeah obviously we're not always going to have answers <laughs> yeah. we're not always not going to know what to do but if we can sometimes talk to somebody outside of the situation or maybe they're even aware of it and they can give you better guidance then maybe you can you know you can make a better decision you know that could ultimately help you out in the future and, yep exactly um, you know stuff like that so yeah so Anyways, I'll let y'all go. Um, well, thanks um, for calling, man. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. Yeah, Happy New Year to you and everyone. Thank right. you so much. <laughs> thanks care. for calling. All right. Well, let's uh, do another confetti thing for Tumblr's success on that, even though it's, you know, there's still a lot of stress with that. Uh, I have another, I have somebody online too, so I will go to that in a second. I'm just going to check a couple of comments before I do that. Again, I want to say thank you to Tiffany for uh, for the uh, super chat and asking people to hit the like button. So thank you so much for the support on that, Tiffany. I really do appreciate it. And uh, let's see, did anything else pop up? Oh, and I, I just, I don't know if anyone noted, well, if you were watching the screen, I did add uh, onto the list of starting the new year strong. Two of the things that Tums mentioned, exercise, cardio, get the adrenaline out. That is very helpful. And focus on where you want to go. Not where you're pointing, but where you want to get to. Oh, dang it. Line two. Oh, no, line two is still there. Okay, I thought I lost line two. I'll be going to line two here in a moment. So let me get everything reset up. And hopefully I will hit the correct button. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Happy New Year. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you, sir. How is it going? 
good. I've, I've, I've talked to you a few times before under a different name. It's been a while, though. So, okay. Uh, glad to be able to talk. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, – so my, my topic that I, that I that, that's coming up now is I have a – got three kids that I'm sharing with my ex. We've been divorced almost two years now. Uh, one of them is 13, and he's kind of going into that that also precious – transition from middle schooler to high schooler right and uh found out found out that she has a secret boyfriend she's had two apparently hmm. so uh yeah so that was brought up by by my ex we don't really have a very good relationship in terms of co-parenting it's more like parallel par- parallel parenting as you call it but yep. she brought it up to me asked me to talk to her oh, go no. through her phone yeah so i went through the phone and you know it's you know, as far as our family, you know, we we don't let our we, we well when we were together, our plan was to not have our children be in exclusive dating relationships or anything like that um, until probably their junior or senior year. Right. But you know, fairly she's had this. She's been seeing a boy, and you know, I read I read through the text and okay, mostly innocent, just just like you know, just careless. You know, chit chat back and forth. I mean, I was right, really okay. looking for some dangerous stuff. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. find any nude selfies or anything like that. Unfortunately, though, just kind of reading through her text, I'm finding out that her friends are involved in that. So that's really scary. Um. So, okay. I'm in communication with my ex about this. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just so, so here, I mean, as you're talking, here's my concern. I just want to throw this out here and then maybe you can address it to where if I'm worried, if I'm worried about the right thing. So typically okay. what happens in these type of situations, you know, and I'll, and, and I'll use mom and dad just because, you know, you're the dad and you have your ex as a mom. So this is, I mean, I'm not being, you know, anti mom or dad, but so in your situation and what typically happens is mom will be like, oh, this is a problem. And, you know, hey, dad, you need to get involved and you need to be the bad guy. And then they're using it as a wedge issue to to destroy your relationship with your child. Now, what? so on that, you need to be very careful that she's not over there being the friend, you know, and then using this to say, well, you know, your dad's approved, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know how he is and, yeah. and, you know, you're more mature that, you know, that we're playing against, against you. Just be really careful of that because what ends up happening with kids is they don't, they don't understand the nuances because they're children, right? And they don't have the emotional maturity to deal with it. And then effectively what happens is, is, is the ex is using it as a wedge issue to basically destroy your relationship or really hurt the relationship you have with your child and drive them to them. Okay, so my question is, is what I just said, yeah. do you see any of that happening? Uh, that's actually what I was going to ask you about is uh, okay. what, what kind of things should I look out for? Because uh, okay. at the moment. So I, this is, this they, is my, okay, so that would be, ex, okay. Yeah. So then what I was going to say on that, then what you need is a united front between you and your ex, right? So if you, if and I'm, let me ask you this. What have you done to try to instill in your daughter that there's a line you can't cross with this dating thing? Have you got to that point yet or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, actually, you know, even before I scrolled through her phone, I sat down and talked to her. Um, I asked her, so who's this, who's this boy that I'm hearing about? And she got really quiet. It took her about half an hour to finally kind of tell me what's going on. 
Yeah, they're embarrassed. The kids don't want to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah. I showed her, hey, I'm I'm not trying to. I I want I've always wanted you to be open with me, and this good, is, good this is your chance to do that. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, if you're not open with me, I, I could I could only go by what other people are telling me. I want to be able to hear it from you. Okay. So she was open with me. I told yeah, so, and she goes, well, you know, you're not allowed to date, right? She's like, yes, I know. And so that I'm going to be firm with you, but I want you to know I love you. I'm for you. We're going to work through this together. And okay. The next day after she slept on it, I took her on an awesome hike, just the two of us. We didn't even really talk about it, but just hung out together. And <clears throat> and then on the drive home, I told her, okay, well, I think you want to know what your punishment is. <laughs> so I have to be firm at that point. But again, just continue just to show her love and tell her that, hey, you know, I'm really glad that you were, you were yeah. honest with me. I want you to know that it's going to be better to be honest with me earlier rather than later. Because it's going to eat you alive if you're not. Okay, so what was the punishment, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, she's going to get her phone taken away and um, restrictions on some of the hangouts. Because she was okay. She how was how long is the phone being taken away for? Rendezvous. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, I'm going to do a month. And is yeah, mom going to? And is your and, ex uh, also doing the same thing? Yeah, so that's what I brought up to her. I'm like, I told her, hey, look, this is the outline of what how the punishment that's going to be at my house. I'm not telling you what to do or that you need to do this at your house, but I okay. just want to let you know what I'm doing. So no idea what she's Okay. So she doesn't want the phone. She doesn't want her to have a phone though. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. All right. And, 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 and maybe I'm just being overly concerned. What I would say, okay. Like 90% of everything you said, spot on, right? I mean, here, I'll even do this. You, you, you nailed it. You did everything right. You, you know, I'm not sure where you got all that intel from on how to deal with it, but you did it very well, sir. And what I would say, <laughs> what I would say on that though, is what you need to do now is you need to, you, you need to watch what happens next. Right. And if you start seeing, you know, well, why can't, you know, mommy lets me have my phone. If you start hearing stuff like that, you got to be very careful of how you approach it. Now, this is where it gets really tough because of the boundaries and stuff. Now, here's the thing. What you've done and the relationship you have with your daughter and the fact that she did talk to you um, might be, you might be, everything might be great, right? So it's just, now it's just a matter of, okay, wait and see and see how it, it, it happens next. Now, I interrupted you. I apologize. You were talking about the secret rendezvous and stuff like that. So have they, has she done that or was it in the process of, hey, let's meet up with little Timmy I mean, and stuff like, like that? Yeah, it, was, it looked like it was in the process. I and mean, then I would bring her to, her, like, during the Christmas break, I would bring her to her friend's house, and it looked like they were going to try and meet up with the boy and, you know, friends kind of cover for them. You know, kind of, same kind of stuff that I did when I was a kid. I mean, that's the that's kind of the funny part. It's like, I would tell her, hey, I, I get it, because I was in your shoes, and but, you know, I want to make sure you're safe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Okay. It sounds like your approach on that is, yeah. is, is spot on, man. The, the only, the only long pull on the tent, so to speak, uh, I don't know where I got with that analogy, but, uh, is going to be your ex <laughs> and how she does it. And, and the only thing what I tell you, you have to watch out for is narcissistic, toxic parents, which is a weird way to say it. They can't be parents. They mm -hmm. want to be friends, right? They want their 13 year old to be their little buddy. And they, they don't have the appropriate parental boundaries on that. And unfortunately, oftentimes kids, when they get to that age, they really want to be validated and uh, recognized 
you know, as being more mature than they really are. And when you have a toxic parent, they will gravitate towards that because that parent is not treating them like a child anymore. They're treating them like a friend. So just be, keep right. your eyes peeled on that. And uh, if that, I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen. And since you said your ex doesn't want her to have a phone anyways and stuff like that, then maybe, maybe you're going to be okay, but you just have to keep your, keep your eyes yeah. open and be hyper, not hyper-focused, but be, be ready for a pivot. And, and the last little thing I'll just add on to this for you to think about is a toxic parent is constantly looking for wedge issues. I, and I know if you've been watching mm -hmm. me for, well, you said you were under a different name before. So, uh -huh. so you probably heard me talk about yeah, it in the past, <clears throat> excuse me, where, um, where I had that same type of situation with my, with my youngest, where everything was going great. Everything was fine. And then out of the blue, the, the ex was able to key in on a wedge issue and it nearly lit my relationship with my, I don't know what the, at the time, maybe 15 or 16 year old, I think it was 16. Uh, yeah. that it almost blew it apart at the seams. I mean, it, it was one of those things where, well, you know, I had to implement all the tactics that I talk about on this to undo that damage and pull everything back. And it wasn't easy and I wasn't expecting it. Well, anything. I can tell you probably the wedge issue that I'm afraid that may come up is, you know, she goes to a, a public charter school and, uh, okay. this was a, this was an issue during the divorce. She didn't want her to go to that school. She wanted to oh. homeschool her mainly for control right. because she's oh, yeah, yeah. the primary teacher, administrator. Um, and so I was able to, you know, get the decree to state that this one out of three children can go to the school. I'd love to hurt her to continue to go there, but I'm just afraid the issue is for her is going to be, see, look how, look how much that, you know, she's become a liar. You know, her friends are, are not good influences. We need to pull her out of the school. So I'm just kind of anticipating that. That's probably the next yeah. step. Yeah, no, I'm, that's, and, and that's good to have that in the back of your mind. Um, because that would be, that to me would seem like the normal play. It's like, right. Establish that this friend group isn't, isn't safe. And, and, you know, she's hanging out with the wrong people and we don't want this to happen. So the solution is, is she can just be homeschooled with me. And, you know, and then that turned, if you agreed to that, then the next comment would be, well, you know, custody should just be here because they're here all the time anyways. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, mine tried the right. same thing. <laughs> You know, um, fortunately yeah, there wasn't yeah. the extra drama that you're talking about, but yeah, I mean, it's, they, and that's the crazy part. And that's, what's so exhausting is that you're constantly, you constantly have to be in this, 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 uh, war type footing, anticipating, a uh, you know, a strike, so to speak, you know? Yeah. I, I've described it to my friends. It's like, how are things going with you and the ex? Like, Oh, we're like in a cold war right now where there's no active fighting, but you can feel something is looming. I used to call it North and South Korea. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's yeah, exactly. So, all right. Did we cover everything you wanted yeah. to hit, sir? Uh, well, yeah, it's just one last thing. The hard part is communicating with her about this particular issue. It's really triggering for me because Essentially, my daughter is kind of repeating the same pattern that her mom did when she when she cheated on me, you know, right. text, you know, secret text messages, secret rendezvous. And so it's really hard for me to kind of kind of talk to her reasonably and not kind of throw out the fact that, you know, that you did these exact same things to me just two years ago. Right. <laughs> but I've, I've held back. Good. Um, good. Because that would just go there. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, man. I mean, so here's the thing. If you guys can have a united front ish, it's, it's kind of worth it. Now you do have to kind of gauge that with how it affects your mental health. Right. And the triggering on that. I mean, you need to get to the point and you will, I mean, you sound like you got your head on straight. I would imagine give it a few more years and you would be able to have these conversations and not even, you know, in, in the back of your mind, you're just like, thank God this happened. Thank God she did all this. Cause otherwise <laughs> I would still be in the relationship, living a life with this nut job. Um, Right. But yeah, it's tough, man. I, it's, you know, and I, and I applaud you for not taking, I mean, that's got to take a lot of stoicism to when she's doing that, not to take your finger and go boop right in her eye and say, you know, you psycho, right. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know that, I mean, and that's not going to accomplish anything. It'll just turn into an argument and, and you'll give her narcissistic yeah. supply. No, I, mean, I kind of know then, by experience. I've, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've slipped up a few times and, Although it felt good at the time, ultimately it was probably, it, it, it hurt me in the long run. You know, and the other thing I would just say on this, and, and so I'll just ask you to think about that, or just maybe what you, in some ways, if she did go off the deep end, it almost makes it easier because then you could just co, uh, parallel parent and not communicate with her just completely. And that's ultimately what I ended up having to do with mine. And then I just had to be very careful mm -hmm. of what I did to make sure that I didn't give her ample opportunity to use issues as wedge issues. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Right. right. No, that makes perfect sense. All right, man. Well, you sound, your, your right. approach is you're solid. Doing. So good for you. I'm going to do this. I mean, I know this sucks. The topic sucks, but for how you handled that, there you go. You get more confetti and, and thunderous applause because you handled it. Correct, sir. All right. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. And on that, let me flip back over, turn the other button off, hit the right button. Man, it's so tough. These situations are so difficult. Uh, let's see. I, I think there was a comment I wanted to hit that was going on in, in the chat. Um, if you guys want to get my attention, make sure you just put, actually just triple Q would be good. So I know you have a question or if you want to directly get to me, just do at DST. Um, if you're on a computer, it will highlight my name and I will see that you are trying to get a hold of me. All right. I'm just searching around where, what we, man, an hour and a half. Hope you guys are appreciating this. I, what I do want to do is I jump back over to my screen share list. So what we're at with starting the year strong so far, perspective on how we look at things is huge. Don't allow people to, to people to have uh, free rent in your mind. Remove as much chaos as you can. Exercise to get the stress and the adrenaline out. Cardio is good for that. Focus on where you want to go and where you are heading. I often call that Focus on winning the war and don't get fixated on the immediate battle. So if anyone wants to add anything to the list, put it in the comments as we're going through this. So Sandy had asked, how do you deal with that pivot? Age 12, so scary. When you're talking about the pivot, are you talking about the, uh, the dating thing? Sandy, if you could clarify that. What I will say on that, 
is see here's the hard part right if you were in a if you were if you're married and you're both together then you in theory have the same uh you know you you guys are uh on the same page when you are not you just have to be careful that what you're doing isn't so bad cop ish that it just lights your relationship on fire with your kid. I have a friend of mine who was going through this a couple what, last year, I think where this, there was this type of situation and the ex was using things as wedge issues. Dad in this, in this particular scenario was being firm and strong, I guess, but it was the contrast was too much. You had mom being the friend and the buddy and allowing them to, allowing the kid, the 16-year-old kid to do whatever they wanted to include sleepovers with his girlfriend, which is horrible. And again, actually in that scenario, it was the same type of thing when I was talking to the guy. And this is a friend of mine, so it's not a coaching person. It's a person I go camping with sometimes. And, uh, you know, he's like, man, that was exactly the time, same crap she was doing, you know, when she was a kid. So, you know, you, you know, you think that they wouldn't, but again, narcissist NPD, right? So what happened is, is he was handling it like we would normally do it in a, in a relationship where both parents are on the same page. And it was effectively lighting his relationship with his son on fire. And the kid ultimately moved in with mom full time for a while. And fortunately, he knew that she wasn't going to be able to handle that and things started to stabilize. And then he was able to start recognizing when she was lighting things are setting traps, you know, putting, putting the kerosene out and the matches out and just waiting for, for everyone to light themselves on fire. And then ultimately when he recognized that he stopped doing it, the relationship with his son completely turned back around, repaired and things turned around. So it can be turned around. It just, you know, if we can catch it early so we don't have to get ourselves dug into a hole, it makes it, it makes it so much better. Somebody does want to call in. The phone number is uh, uh, 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE on your touch dial phone. It looks like we have another caller coming in, so we'll wait for that to screen. Tiffany says, DSD, build, uh, build your support network. Oh, let me add that onto it. That is an excellent one, Tiffany. Let me do this and go build. Whoops, my help. I put my keys. Build your support networks. Outstanding. I love that one. And that, and to me, that support network can be friends, uh churches, it could be uh, online communities like this, it could be the very nifty DSD discord that you can find over on the main Dad's Forever Divorce YouTube page, click on the banner, not the banner below the banner, and you will see the discord invite link right there. Free to join. So So whoa, I, I scrolling on the wrong window, don't do that. Uh, oh, Sandy says, not the dating thing, the turning the child against you. Sandy, I'll hit that right after I do this phone call. That is great. And I do have some, some things on that. And actually, we kind of hit it, but I'll, I'll deep dive on that in a moment. So on that, on line three, let me click over here. 
and say, hello and welcome to the show. Are you there? Is that you? Hey, I am there. I'm here. Yes. Uh-oh. I'm on the phone. I... I <laughs> No, no. Aren't, go. aren't kids amazing? It's like they it's like they, they can leave you alone for hours. Pick up the phone and it's like duh, 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 duh. they like come right over to you. So and unfortunately the well, I, the, the phones get out and What was that? Oh, oh don't worry, you go ahead. No, no, what's up what's up? What, what's good what's going on, man? Well, I wanted to check to see how you were doing. I'm I'm concerned about you. You're usually the rock, and I I know you've been taking some waves over the bow, and we're all here for you. Well, thanks for that, Matt. I appreciate that. No, I'm doing all right. I mean, I think I was actually, you know, months ago when this whole thing started, it was it was a lot harder, and uh, um, I implemented. Hold on, I'm gonna roll your volume down. Uh, I implemented all the things that I do to uh, try to keep me sane and and. Uh, um, you know, wasn't fun, but I think I'm doing okay. But thank you, sir, for checking in. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Well, you've helped me tremendously over the time, and now I want you to play Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Mine are uh, 10 and 8. I've had full custody now for a couple of years, but their mother's similar to your ex, and I'm just wondering when they age out, what's going to happen. <sighs> So let me ask you this. What kind of relationship do your kids have with the, with the other parent? Do they have any time with their, with their mom or not? Did I lose you? Yeah, they have, they have time. I, I, I allow contact. Yeah. So here, here okay. So hope, all right. There's, let me best case scenario. You, uh, have given them great stability. They get to 18. They understand what good, healthy boundaries are. They have learned through their personal relationship with their mom and with other people in school, how to set appropriate boundaries and they don't keep getting themselves into chaos. If that happens, then they will roll into adulthood as good, emotionally mature young people or yeah, young adults and not have to relive this. Now here is the, the, the pivot point or not a pivot point, but the, the cautionary tale is oftentimes kids want the toxic parent to not be that right. So they will try to grab every breadcrumb they can to prove that their mom and your situation really does love them. And you know, is, isn't the person that they, they understand or they really ultimately know that she is. So there is the potential that when they're, you know, an adult that they can go hang out with her more and or live with her and stuff like that. So that is the cautionary tale on it. But I think that the reality is with you having full, full custody, the, really the time and the, the age that they're at to really establish those good habits and understanding that it minimizes their need to do that. Does that make sense? Well, that's what I'm hoping. I, uh, I'm hoping to give them as many tools as I possibly can before they, uh, age, age out. out. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the best. And so here's the, okay. So here's the thing for you. 
what you have to do and what you have to be okay with, I mean, you should be happy that you, you know, well, here, I'll do this for the full custody thing. That is a great victory and congratulations, right? I mean, that gives you the best opportunity to help them. But here's the thing. You have to do everything in your power to do things correct, which you are. Obviously, you are because you got full custody. And then the, the next phase of that is if it doesn't work, I mean, ultimately, your kids are, are here to live their own experience. And if unfortunately, they choose to take a path that you would not want them to take, you know, you've done, you got to be, you got to feel that you've done everything in your power to empower them or equip them to not do that. But at, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to a scenario where you look back and you're like, oh, crap, if 10 years ago I would have done this, you know, I could have done something different, right? You want to be to the point that you've done the best you can right. to where if now, you know, that they make the best decisions, right? Like even in my scenario, um, I mean, my kids aren't, 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 you know, they don't live with me. But I mean, I have a good relationship with them. I mean, they talk to me about what's going on. You know, they're not just trying to use me as a checkbook. And, you know, I, I have high hopes that they are not going to make similar mistakes that I and her mom, their mom has made. And, you know, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's their decision, right? We can help guide them. And if we have, if we maintain a good enough relationship to where they were talking to us and they're eight, you know, when they're 18 or they're 20 or they're 24, where they can say something and we could say, you know, have you thought about this? And they think about it, then you've won, right? Does that make sense? It does. I'm sure when um, it's 18, they'll probably flock to her. That's similarly as what has happened to you. And, uh, yep. you know, I got to be okay with that. It's just going to be a, a tough one because you know what pull you know your ex has and the the narcissist has over oh the yeah absolutely. They, still, they understand they understand that there's things about mom but you know they it's still their mom unfortunately adult children adult female right even adult female children that still live with their narcissistic mothers when they're deep into their 40s and their mothers are closing in their 70s and they move back in to take care of them there's that bond is almost impossible to break. It seems. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's hard, right? Because I mean, I, I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, I, it, it, I didn't start setting appropriate boundaries with my, well, technically I didn't have to do it with my dad, but with my mom until later in life. Right. I mean, it was like after I started going through this awakening and realizing what I had been dealing with my entire life, right? I mean, so, you know, had that not, and to be honest, I was still struggling with those boundaries up until the time when I was talking about it earlier, where she, you know, basically made friends with my ex-wife. And, you know, that was the, that, that was the line that gave it to me to where like, okay, I'm done. You know, I don't have, I'm, I'm not, I am going no contact. I don't need this chaos in my life. Partly it was the reason I was Anyways, I'm just saying that it's not easy. It is not easy for kids to to fully accept that uh, one of their parents is as toxic as they are. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's covert. They don't. Oh, it's very covert. She's yeah. uh, she could run a master class. Let me tell you. You know, just like you put up with it for a long time, I did too. But I worked dark to dark six days a week and. Didn't spend much time with her on the seventh because I took care of the kids. 
right. my choice. But um, yeah. So well, did, did that mean, help? Uh, I appreciate the look into the future and the advice. It does. It does help. I just, I you know, I hear you say, you know, you didn't see him on Christmas, and I wonder how that'll feel to me later on because that probably be how it plays out. Yeah, at least the first year, or maybe the first couple. And uh, I, the, I see, you know, the, I love your your channel, the other channel that you go out in the middle of the woods, oh yeah, the desert, and you go camping and. And I love how your dialectic therapy has brought you to other things that are very cool and serving. And certainly I have more hobbies to take up my, uh, my thoughts than I need. So I guess I'll dive deeper into them if that comes to me. All right, man. Well, hang in there, man. I mean, you're, you're already doing well. I mean, the fact that you're, you get the majority of the time to establish good patterns and healthy boundaries with your kids is going to, that that is the best case scenario. So, so good for you, sir. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Dwayne. Have a nice day. Yeah, you know, and I the thing I just want to caveat on this are. Um, hold on, let me hit the right button here. Is be if if you're listening to this and you're like wait a minute you're just this is constantly just a nightmare it's never going to get better don't allow yourself to go down that that catastrophic thinking thought process because that's real um i got into that mode myself many a time and nothing good comes from that again talking about the the top of the let me see if i can pull this back up on on our list of things for me to switch the perspective, and again, it's not that I had a, I mean, I didn't like the last caller. I did not have a crushing victory where I got full custody. I mean, it pretty much was, and a 50-50 was, was good. Uh, unfortunately, 50-50 is also very stressful, but nothing but my approach and how I looked at the the situation has changed. I didn't get a huge raise. I didn't win the lottery. She didn't get thrown in prison. You know, I mean, it's like nothing changed. Just my approach to it is what pivoted to enable me to take my life back. So if you're listening to this and you're going, oh my God, this is just never going to end. Yeah, there's going to be roadblocks and there's going to be hurdles you're going to have to continue to go over, but that's the way, that's kind of life anyways. But you can still get your life back. And it's not delusion. It's not just, you know, ignoring things or putting them in a box. It's about how you shift your focus and how you deal with it. And again, just going through the list, perspective, how we look at things, don't allow people rent-free in your mind, remove as much chaos as you can exercise, get the adrenaline out, focus on where you want to go, build your support networks. If anyone has anything else they want to add, put it in the comments and I will, if I see it, I will add it. So Kevin says, uh, what exciting plans do you have after you finish dealing with these two covert narcissists? Um, <clears throat> okay, quickly on that, uh, I want to focus more on uh, this YouTube channel. I also want to do more on my camping channel, my Dusty Roads Destination. If you haven't subscribed to that, head on over there to Dusty Roads Destination and subscribe so you can watch me go out and camp. 
And uh, I just kind of want to just expand upon my piece and, you know, hopefully Debbie and I can do some trips and go do some things. And I just want to start living as much of this life that I have left as I can before my time runs out. <laughs> that makes any sense. All right, let me go back to Sandy. Uh, not dating thing. Hold on, let me hit a marker. So Sandy's comment about the pivot on the, on not the dating, but the turning the child against you. Okay. And I made a lot of videos on this. Uh, typically, I call this wedge issues. And, and it's basically parental alienation. What your ex will more than likely, a toxic ex will more than likely try to do is constantly find chinks in the armor and between you and your child. So they will try to focus on the negative to get your kid to start questioning their relationship with you. The surefire way to fall into that and have that be a problem is for your ex to understand how you respond and react to things and then weaponize it. So let's say, like Sandy, let's say, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll use me as an example and then if you can give me a scenario, then I can, I can expand upon that. So let's see, what is a stereotypical thing for, for, for me to do back in the old days? Uh, that was to get angry and to be absolute. I would play bad cop, you know, you're grounded, you can't, you know, I'll, you, you barely get to breathe air, right? And that would be my approach. So what did, in my situation, what did my ex try to do to leverage that? Provoke the kids to have outbursts to get me to respond in that way. And then what, on top of that, you do, and I, you kind of heard me do the, 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 the sarcastic, you know, mimicking my ex or whatever, where, you know, it's like, oh, it's so sad your dad, oh, here, let me do the zoom in thing. It's so sad your dad gets so angry about everything, right? I mean, even to this day, I still get that where the kids would be like, I mean, maybe not to this day, but like, as they were just starting to age out, I would still hear things like, you know, we have, you know, mommy, you know, we had to get back over here because if we were late, you would be mad. Um, and I'm like, it took, it took like, the kids into like 17 to 20, well, you know, like late teens for them to finally get to where they're like, dad's not going to be mad. He doesn't, you know, if we're a few minutes late, he doesn't care. But, but in that scenario, the ex was still trying to leverage that to ramp up the stress to, to make that be a problem. Right. And so if they walked in the house and I'm like, oh, you're late again, right? If I made an issue about it in the little, little mind of our kids, they start to think, okay, you know, toxic alienating parent is correct. They said, my mom used to do this crap to me all the time. You know, it's, and that's why, you know what, when I'm channeling that, now that I think about it, I'm not channeling the ex. I'm actually channeling my mom because what my mom used to do is she'd be like, oh, it's so sad that your dad just doesn't care about you. You know, all I ever wanted was for him to care about you, you know, and then, or, you know, not be angry. I mean, he's just so angry and he always gets mad and yells and screams and throws things. And then I go over and, you know, I freaking mark on the wall or do something and he freaks out. So, so the issue is, is you have to understand what your, what that is, recognize it and work to do the opposite. And that's what I had to do. 
So when the kids were convinced that I was going to be, you know, that I was going to respond a certain way. And to be honest, there were times I still did that I would get so stressed, especially in the early stages of this, because I did not have a DSD channel to go to. I did not have a mentor or somebody who had been through this who could walk me through and mentor me through this. I got a thumbs down. What did I get a thumbs down for? What was the comment that, that irritated people? You got to let me know so I can address it. Anyways, so um, I, God, that completely distracted me. So your, your thumbs down worked. You, you derailed me. But anyways, um, you know, it's just a matter of doing the opposite. And then when the kids are even, because what's going to happen with the kids, if they're expecting you to respond a certain way, even as you start demonstrating that you're not, you're not responding that way, you're going to still get hit like you are responding the wrong way. And then after you have some time, like a few weeks, few months, then you can sit there and have conversations with them and saying, hey, you know, I've really been working hard on that. I've been really trying to do something different. And if that being the case, can you, you know, you know, let's talk about that. So Sandy, that is how, in my mind, that you, you pivot and work against the parental alienation. So I'm curious what other folks say about that or think about that. I'll go ahead and hit a marker on that. See what the comments are. Kevin says, DSC, please talk about why passive aggressive dig, digs of the covert narcissist are so draining. The reason it's so draining, and I think that pa uh, passive aggressive narcissists are the worst, are covert, I mean. I, basically, I think, yeah, that's what you're talking about. The, the problem is, is that they're not, see the overts, it's easy, right? Because they're, they, they act a certain way. It's in everyone's face and you don't have to try to convince people what's going on. The problem with coverts is they're just under that. So people don't necessarily see what they're doing. And or what happens is they'll do something and you see it and you know it, but it's just so under the noise floor, so to speak, or it's just mild enough that no one else recognizes it. And you feel like you're going insane. So Kevin, that is, that's my thing on that. And that's why it's so draining is because you feel like you're in the twilight zone and no one else sees it and no one else is helping you to, uh, to deal with it. And it makes it really, really tough. Very stressful. Very, very stressful. Here, I'm going to try to make the text on this bigger so that it's easier on the screen. <clears throat> All right, let's see what else we got going on there. Ted says, it's very draining. How do we, how do we overcome the double binds? Ted, the, the thing on the double binds is you, you just have to, this is my take on it, because the, the thing with the double bind is, is all decisions are bad. So what you do is you take and you look at the decisions and you say, you, you, you bounce it against this. First thing would be, what's my end goal? You know, what is, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a war. What is my end state to win the war, right? Then you look at it and say, okay, which decision of these two decisions is actually best for my child? And then finally, what's the best decision for you? 
And lastly, you have to look at it and not say, you know, just using that decision matrix, do not put any weight into what is the best decision for the X. And I fell into that trap. There were oftentimes where I had a big problem with that because I'm like, you know, well, you know, she's winning this or, or she's, you know, she's taking time away from me, but she was wanting time. So I'm going to say no, because I like, so don't fall into the trap of just saying no on things just to say, because you can, and it's hard, right? So like, for instance, what I will say, I'm trying to think of, think of an example. If let's say hypothetically, there was an event on your time that you could not, for some reason, take your child to that was really important school event, whatever, you know, something that was important. The kid really wants to go and it comes up whenever your ex basically says, you know, Hey Ted, uh, you know, can I have, you know, a little Susie on this weekend to go to this thing that they really want to do. And you're going to want to say no, because you know that they would never do that to you. But if your child is like, Oh dad, I'm really excited about this. I've been looking forward to it. Say yes. Just, you know, when you're doing that, I mean, is it, is it again, double bind? Is it a bad decision? Yes, but it's the best decision in a bad situation. Now, hypothetically, if X does that, hey, kids, good example on that. First, first year, and I know I've told this story before, the first year of the, uh, of the you know, custody, permanent, permanent custody thing, she had the kids for Christmas and she's like, I'm going, I, you know, we're going to, you know, out of state for the holidays, you know, since we mutually agree that you get to see the kids on Christmas day, since I don't agree, that means we both don't agree, which means you don't get to see the kids. And I, I mean, I, I push back on that, but the, the real gauge when she was like, Oh, the kids are so excited. They so want to do this. And when they came over here, they were not excited and they did not say that they wanted to do this. Had they come over and said, oh, we're so excited. I can't wait to go spend Christmas away from you, daddy, and hang out with, with all the other family in this other state. Um, then the best decision would have been to let it happen. Because if I said no, it would be fall right into that example of wedge issues. And I would have, it, it's not a losing. It was a, a battle I could have won. And, uh, but at what cost? Does that make sense? So, okay, so that's to someone else. I hit that topic. Man, I really wish the person who did the thumbs down would say why. <laughs> if, if anybody knows and I missed it, just add it in the comments, you know. But you know what? I get it, though, because, right, I mean, this, this whole topic can be incredibly, incredibly triggering. Triggering. You know, so it is not surprising that I might say something that to someone who's going through this, it's going to feel like a hot poker, you know, right in their side. And you're going to have a visceral response on it. Because uh, there were times that that's exactly how things were affecting me. Kevin says, I heard many experts say victims of the covert narcissists struggle the most to recover because it is so difficult to pin yourself to pin to pen for yourself and also get other people to see what they are doing 
I don't understand what pen means. Maybe def oh, that did not change the font. Oh, that's annoying. I thought I was gonna have a have a bigger text thing. Hmm. Okay, that didn't work. Um, to defend yourself. Yeah, it's it's hard because in that scenario, you know, people don't see it. I mean, the the reality is typically on narcissistic type abuse. It's so over the top that most people don't, it just doesn't seem real. I mean, it's so weird because it, it, we've talked about this the other day. I mean, it's in, it's in the uh, movies, it's in media, it's in songs, it's in, it's in our face all the time. So you, you would think that people would, would like, oh, wow, that's exactly like I saw in the movie. And it's like, most people have a hard time believing that what we're talking about is true. So it's like, so that's the other reason why it's not incredible. It's not necessarily the most helpful thing to constantly be talking to people about this. You know, find that core group, like, like go, go back to, um, did I add that on there? Let me go to keynote. Yeah. What Tiffany had said um, on the last bullet I added on this, build your support network. You all need to find a core group, a small core group of people that you can communicate to this and do not talk about it with other people. It's so hard because we, we feel like we're living in the twilight zone. And I, this is the trap I got into. I was talking about this to almost, I mean, like that example I used of the person in the store, I'm sure that that, well, I don't go out a lot, but I mean, that was also me. I mean, it's like everybody I was talking to, I would, I would tell this story to because I felt like I was living in the twilight zone. And it, and almost it was for, I was looking for validation. I was looking for someone to go, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, wow, that's terrible that that happened to you. Right, yeah, that is terrible, right? You know, or for them to say, no, that didn't happen. You're out of your mind because you just, you don't trust yourself. Do not talk to everyone under the sun about it. It will absolutely not help you. Only the strong survives, says only the strong survives, says the person that gave you the thumbs down is just a hater. Keep up with your content because you are doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much for that. Only the strong survive. I appreciate that. And to be honest, I actually find it funny. It actually makes me laugh when that stuff happens. Uh, the only time it doesn't is whenever someone's really, and I shouldn't say this because it'll probably manifest, but when somebody's not cool in, uh, in the comments, but we do have a moderator in there. So if anyone was doing anything incorrect, they could slap that down and make that go away. Oh, Sandy says, when depressed, everything is a thumbs down. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, when depressed, everything is a thumbs down. People are her people are here for a reason. We need this, even if it hurts. Yeah. You know, thanks for saying that, Sandy. I mean, because it is. This is it's so weird, right? Sometimes I feel weird about uh, about doing this because, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep this upbeat and I don't want I mean, I don't, I mean, we, we, we could easily slide off the cliff into the abyss and all commiserate about how horrible this is. And honestly, we could be justified in that. But the reality is, is that it doesn't help anybody. 
It doesn't help anybody crawl themselves out of that abyss and take their life back. And I think the people that show up here, they're tired of living in the abyss and living in, in that, and they want a pathway out. And that's what, that's what we're here to uh, try to provide. Ooh, what did the wife say? <laughs> the wife said, uh, uh, $1 the next did the thumbs down button. That's funny. Yeah, I doubt she's watching my, my content at all anymore. Uh, she, does, she does know about the channel now, though. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Kevin said to, to, you know, to me, DST, uh, do a list of shows and movies that have narcissist characters and analyze them. That would be interesting. That would be a long list. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, that's funny you mentioned that because I've been thinking about a pivot. Another, I don't know if it's a, a, a new channel or something to do on this channel on this, you know, and I, I'm thinking about doing more something along that line. That would be an interesting idea. I'm not sure if, I mean, so I'm, I, the problem is I'm not, I'm not a medical or mental health professional. So I don't have like the ability or well, not the ability, but I don't have the, the alphabet suit behind my neck to say, you know, I'm analyzing this movie and I'm going to give you my thoughts on, on the, you know, that's an interesting idea, Kevin. Thanks for that. I'll have to think about that one. Kevin says, DSD watching narcissists in the media, such as movies and shows can be entertaining. It can be entertaining, but it also can be triggering. Um, I kind of mentioned that yesterday on the flower killing of the flower moon killings in the flower moon, that movie, the Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, the, the Osage thing. I, that one did bother me because watching the husband effectively conspire to pretend to care about his wife and his family at the same time while actively working to murder them was, was tough to watch. And I did have a problem that they tried to make Leonardo's Leonardo. Yeah. DiCaprio, uh, his character redeemable. And the reality is, is I just, I, and maybe, and maybe the reality is, is the, you know, Swarovski or source. I can't say his name, right. The, uh, you know, person who wrote it just couldn't, believe that somebody could just be pure evil and had to add a positive spin to it. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I just don't like that negativity in my life anymore, but interesting idea. Oh, good. Interesting. How, uh, wise says house could be a great show for finding the, uh, occasional narc. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. 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 That is an interesting idea. Where are we at? We're, we're at the two hour mark. I think, I think we're at the time to wrap things up. So what I'm going to do is hit that button and I'm going to do my play out and go. Thanks guys for hanging out with me today. Right now what's scrolling across the screen are the active channel members who have hit that join button down below to help support the channel to keep the lights on the phones, the phone lines open and keep this show going. Uh, hopefully I am enough over the crud that the rest of this week I can 
continue to do the morning show. So I plan to be back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific. So join me tomorrow for an hour-long show. This was obviously longer because I didn't have to run off to work. And have the great rest of your day and start the new year out strong. Remember those things. Perspective. Rent-free in your head. Get them out. Remove as much chaos as you can. Exercise. Focus on where you want to go and build a quality, healthy support group for you. On that, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow.